Well, I hope you all are well and fine with your family members in this pandemic time. I believe that you have gone through the materials which I have shared in earlier classes. Uh, today I will discuss the position of trade and commerce in some other countries in short the most significant provision in the USA <coughs> for this purpose is the commerce clause which provides inter alia that the congress shall have power to regulate commerce among the several states the clause does not in terms restrict state protectionism but by a process of judicial interpretation it has come to have a restrictive effect on the states in those matters in which the supreme court considers that uniformity is necessary for national economic well-being and thus the capacity of the states to interfere with the interstate commerce has been very much restricted the commerce clause has also bestowed on the central government necessary power to regulate the country's economy the courts have interpreted the words interstate commerce in a broad sense and have held that the congress can regulate not only interstate commerce but even those intrastate activities which so affect interstate commerce as to make their regulation appropriate in canada the provision provinces have been deprived of the power to levy indirect taxes so that they may not be able to create interprovincial trade barriers this has been further strengthened by making re- regulation of trade and commerce a central matter but as all <coughs> but this central power has not played much meaningful roles so far then section 121 of the bna act which provides that articles of growth produce or manufacture of any province shall be admitted free into each of the other provinces also curtails the provincial power to put restrictions on entry of goods from other provinces in australia with a view to promoting the economic unity of the country and discouraging the states from raising trade commerce the state have been debarred from levying excises the crucial provision however for the purpose in the australia australian constitution is section 92 according to which trade commerce and intercourse among the states shall be absolutely free the clause applies only to interstate and not to intrastate commerce and restricts both the states and the center from interfering 
with trade and commerce literally the scope of section 92 is unlimited and unqualified but as no freedom can be absolute courts have evolved some limitation on this freedom as well it has therefore been laid down that some regulation of interstate trade commerce and intercourse is compatible with its absolute freedom and that section 92 is violated only when a legislative or executive act operates to restrict interstate trade commerce and intercourse directly and immediately and not when it creates some indirect or inconsequential impediment which may fairly be regarded as remote thus laws to ensure public health and honesty and fairness in commercial dealings are not provided are not widened by the concept of freedom of interstate trade and commerce but such a law should not have an impact with which is reasonably unnecessary upon the activities of the individual in interstate trade and commerce legislation of a regulatory nature has generally been upheld but not prohibitory legislation thus a state law requiring a person operating in interstate commerce to apply for a license but conferring on the concerned officer an uncontrolled discretion to grant or refuse the license has been held to be bad as giving uncontrolled discretion to the licensing authority is prohibitory and not regulatory the same approach is seen in the judicial attitude towards nationalization the central government's attempt to create a monopoly for the government airline by prohibiting private airlines from operating interstate <coughs> the prohibition on private banking from engaging in interstate commerce have been held to be bad section 92 guarantees the freedom of the individuals the courts have rejected the argument that the test of volume of trade flowing from state to state should be adopted to adjust whether a restriction is bad under section 92 or that it protects only the prices of goods or that it would apply only when the freedom is impaired at the frontier a restriction applied not at the state borders but at a prior subsequent stage of interstate trade commerce or intercourse and also often against section 92 the test of directness of restraints applied in earlier cases in australia was phrased in some later cases it is a law which imposes a restriction burden or liability for reference to or in consequence of a fact or an event or 
a thing itself forming part of interstate trade commerce and intercourse are forming an essential attribute of that concept essential in the sense that without it would it you can't bring into being the particular example of interstate trade commerce and intercourse contravenes section 92 if it creates a real prejudice or impediment to interstate transaction in later case the high court of australia reverted to the test laid down in bank of new south wales and held that economic consequences of law operative upon interstate trade and commerce cannot be ignored the proposition that the economic result produced by an act is not within the direct operation is not valid economic result produced by an act cannot be held to be irrelevant in determining whether the act leaves trade and commerce free the courts have also propounded that the thesis that interstate trade com- interstate commerce must pay for the facilities it uses such as bridges aerodromes highways etc now we will see the position uh, in india the constitution makers desires desire to promote free flow of trade and commerce in india as they fully realize that economic unity and integration of the country provided the main sustaining force for the stability and progress of the political and cultural unity of the federal polity and that the country should function as one single economic unit without barriers on internal trade economic unity of india is one of the constitutional aspirations and safeguarding its attainment and maintenance of that unity are objectives of the indian constitution in order to ensure that the state legislature subjected to local and regional pools do not create trade barriers in future articles 301 to 305 have been incorporated into the constitution these provisions deal with trade commerce and intercourse within the territory of india whether intrastate or interstate the supreme court has explained in detail the motivations and aspirations of framers of the constitution in drafting article 301 to 305 in atiyawari in following words in drafting the relevant articles 301 to 305 the makers of the constitution were fully conscious that economic unity was absolutely essential for the stability and progress of the federal polity which had been adopted by the constitution for the governance of the country political freedom had been won and political unity which had been accomplished by the constitution had to be sustained and strengthened by the bond of the economic unity it was realized that in course of some different political parties believing in different economic theories or ideologies may come in power 
in the several constituent units of the union and that may conceivably give rise to local and regional pulls and pressures in economic matters local or regional fears or apprehensions raised by local or regional problems may persuade the state legislature to adopt remedial measures intended solely for the protection of regional interest without the safeguard to their effect on the economy of the nation as a whole the object of article articles 301 to 305 was to avoid such a possibility free movement and exchange of goods throughout the territory of india is essential for the economy of the nation and for sustaining and improving living standards of the country the court has again dilated on this theme in automobile transport case the court said that there were differences of language religion etc some of the provinces were economically more developed than the other even inside the same province there were underdeveloped developed and highly developed areas from the point of view of industries communications etc the problem of economic integration with which the constitution makers were faced was a problem with many facets two questions however stood out one question was how to achieve a federal economic and fiscal integration so that economic policies affecting the interest of india as a whole could be barred could be carried out without putting an ever increasing strain on the unity of india particularly in the context of a developing country the second question was how to foster the development of areas which were underdeveloped without creating too many preferential or discriminative barriers the scheme of 301 to 305 was provided under the constitution uh, there is a mix up of exceptions upon exception in these provisions therefore to have an idea of the extent of the freedom granted to trade and commerce and the limitations imposed thereon all these constitutional provisions must be considered together according to article 301 trade commerce and intercourse throughout the territory of india shall be free this constitutional provision imposes a general limitation on the exercise of legislative power whether of the center or the state to secure unhampered free flow of trade commerce and intercourse from one part of the territory to another the purpose underlying article 301 is to promote economic unity of india and that there should not be any regional or territorial economic barriers the origin of article 301 may be traced directly 
to section 92 of the australian constitution but there are some significant differences between the two provisions section 92 of the australian constitution immunizes interstate trade only as the words used therein are among the states on the other hand article 301 uses the words throughout the territory of india this means that article 301 covers both interstate and intrastate trade therefore the coverage of article 301 is broader than that of section 92 second section 92 makes freedom of trade absolutely free whereas article 301 omits the word absolutely this is for the good reason that is that no freedom can be absolute even in australia the freedom is not absolute but regulated and relative third section 92 is worked generally and contains no exceptions it has been for the courts to spell out the restrictions on it in india on the other hand the exceptions to 3 article 301 have been laid down in article 302 305 The total impact of these exceptions is to make the provisions in India quite different from that of that in Australia in the area of freedom of trade and commerce. Fourth, in Australia the restriction applies both to the center as well as the states. In India on the other hand while the restraint applies formally both to the center and the states the scheme of the constitutional provision uh, article 302 to 304 is such that in effect the center can dilute the restraint by its own legislative action but the states remain subject to the control of the center in this respect in australia the commerce clause has hampered the governments in pursuing many economic programs so very essential in modern country for the promotion and expansion of the economy india steers clear of such difficulties as the scope of the freedom of trade and commerce can by and large be adjusted by legislative action besides article 301 the concept of economic unity is also strengthened by the scheme of allocation of power between center and states the center has been given broad powers in economic field interstate trade and commerce is an exclusive central matter and the states have power only to intrastate trade and commerce which has been given in entry 33 list 3 now we will be discussing the provisions under article 301 and other provisions later on so thank you thank you very much